You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Finally, we can make the announcement <laughs> we've been wanting to do for months. The day has arrived. We can officially say today when the next Fun Employment Radio Network when? listener party shall be. And where. We Indeed. are so very excited. We have two things to announce today. Yes. It is awesome. It's a very big day here in Fun Employment Radio. It sure is. And a big day in Greg Nibbler land, too. But oh, we'll, it is. But we'll get back to that in a little bit. Try not to think about it. Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly appreciate everyone who listens to and supports this show in any way, shape, or form and all the things on this network. Of course, you can go to funemploymentradio.com slash live and subscribe to the network. Thank you to our new subscribers. You guys are helping us through this Christmas season. Absolutely. You're our very own personal Christmas miracles. Yes, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. Christmas miracles, I tell you. You are. (laughs) For $6.99 a month, you can subscribe to the network, get to listen to our show live and all the other amazing shows on this network, access to the archives, the live chat, all of these things. But no matter what, as long as you listen to the show, you are helping us out. Mm -hmm. And um, with that, we've been wanting to announce something for a long time, but it's takes a lot of work to get details in place. It, it really and to does. to get things confirmed for this. So we haven't had a listener party for quite a while. It's been over a year at this point. It has been. And we've been working on this one for months. But we can finally say... Literal months. Here, I have... I like an excuse to play oh, do you some. Have, do you have some... Some chariots of fire. Why not? Yeah, sure. It's very grandiose. It has this slow build. It's like leading up to something, you know, eventful that's happening. It does indeed. It well, does. here's Well, here's what we would like you all to do. Wherever you are, we would like you to make your way to Portland, Oregon. In the year 2014. 2014! In the month of February, on the day of the 22nd, and join us at the Hawthorne Theater on 39th and Hawthorne in Southeast Portland for a Fun Employment Radio Network listener party celebration. So that is... February 22nd. February 22nd, 2014. A little over two months away. You have plenty of time to plan your 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 trip to Portland. Apparently Sarah's going to talk in a weird British accent for it, too. That's when I get really excited when I start to do is that. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. That, well, then you must be very excited. I am so excited. This has been a lot in the, This has been a lot of work in the making. And as, uh, as long-time listeners know, we had our first listener party in the lounge side of the Hawthorne Theater. So the Hawthorne Theater is a big venue here in town. We had a lounge side for our big listener party. We're moving over to the ballroom side. Yes, yes, indeed. we are going to be in the main stage area. We are going to have all sorts of entertainment for you, and the entertainment will be announced later. We'll we'll save that to announce that for you. But we want you to save that date, February twenty second, two thousand fourteen, at the Hawthorne Theater, the Fun Employment Radio Network Listener Party. Oh my God. It's I'm gonna so be excited. Awesome. I'm so excited now we can say it. We yes. said it. We've been working on this for so long. Yes. Okay. It took a while to get it guaranteed. And now it is guaranteed. It's good. It's a great venue. We are super excited. We're excited about the date. You know, it's going to be after after the Super Bowl, yep. after Groundhog Day. Yes, all of these after things. After some other holiday that happens between Groundhog Day and February 22nd. I don't know. I don't know what something that is. Yeah, the, I, don't I don't know. Something around that. It's a made-up holiday. <laughs> yeah. So, but yes, February 22nd. So it's going to be very, very cool. And we hope to see all of you there. So Save that date, plan, make your plans now, and then we'll have more to announce mm-hmm. later as it goes on. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! Yes, indeed. Greg, it's real now. Greg, yeah, no, it's, it's real, real now. It's official. It's announced. We've said it. It's out there. Holy shit. Now we got to back it up. This is <laughs> happening. All right. So we will indeed. And um, yeah, also just want to let you guys know that here in Portland, Oregon, just a little side note, if we seem a little weird today, it's because it's very, very, very cold in, uh, in Portland, Oregon right now. It's like under 20 degrees probably, or maybe <laughs> yeah. between 20 and 30 degrees somewhere in there <laughs> and we don't have heaters in the studio we don't because let's just side note we have like the side like the the weird heaters that are like the baseboard heaters yeah those things are dangerous and they're dangerous and we have a lot of flammable stuff so we are choosing to not burn our studio down yes. and not use those so yes that being said i am wearing let's see greg let's do a clothing tally i'm wearing my scarf gloves a sweatshirt and two sweaters 
two pairs of leggings, two pairs of socks. How about you? Wow, you've got a lot going on. I'm I, very cold. <laughs> I don't have much different than what I normally wear. I wish I had more on. I've just got my, my shirt, my button-up shirt. Oh, my gosh. My jeans. Well, that's because you're getting pretty fancy for your big fancy extravaganza tonight. I like I know. I'm, extravaganza. I've said it twice now. You have. Yeah. You're excited. It's I good. Yes. You know, I think it is is that I'm overcompensating with coffee because I'm so damn cold. Yeah. But it's the only warm thing that we have in the studio, so I keep just drinking more of it. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's smart. That's smart thinking right there. That just makes sense to me somehow. Yes, tonight is a big night for me. So um, we've been talking about this. Tonight is the Backfence PDX, which is kind of like an affiliate of Moth Radio, which you've ever heard that. It's a storytelling event where I am going to be one of the featured storytellers tonight at the Portland Center stage in front of about 600 people. Oh, my God. I Which actually it might be more than 600 people because perhaps maybe there were... It might be tickets sold. <laughs> well, and there's a whole balcony section too that I don't think is even included in that, and that's which where, I'm going to uh, be up there. Yeah, Sarah will be part of the VIP part of it. Um, Hanging so on to the coattails—that's what I do. Yeah, it is. Uh, I I am excited, but I'm also a little bit nervous. I've pretty much got my story down. I've worked it all weekend long and met with one of the coaches again yesterday, so I'm I feel good to go. But you never know until you get up there on stage what it's going to be like. Mm. Have you ever been on a stage in front of 600 people? Yeah, I mean, I've probably been on a stage in front of that many people, but not for something like this. Yeah. Yeah, not not a lot of I don't of know. Lines. I think you're just kind of the, uh, you know, like the scrappy young man who's like, you know, making his way in the world. Like, I think mm. that you're exactly the kind of person that this, uh, like, OPB, NPR uh, audience is going to eat right up. I think the story will be good. I'm not... I'm not too worried about that. I'm worried about making sure I don't mess that up and keep because I keep practicing it over and over and over to where I can. You can't over practice it, it, Greg. What I know this about is you is that I'm you're nervous. always over prepared, and then when you're actually prepared, then you find something else to trick your mind into thinking you're not prepared. It's totally it. Yeah. So just stop. Absolutely. You're. Oh my gosh, that M M&M and M is sitting there. It can't be sitting there. There was an M M&M and M on the table. I had to get rid of. See, I can't concentrate now. Don't spill the M and M's. Well, why don't we? Uh, should we bring on our super secret guest, and he can maybe give you some tips? Sure. Because he does, you know, speaking engagements. Sure. All right, let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcoming now a man among men, a guy who went running already this morning oh in twenty degree weather. Screw him. And then rode rode <laughs> his scooter down here in this weather. Mr. Aaron Duran. Hello. Hi, Aaron. Hey. 15 degree weather, Greg. 15, 15 degree. 15 degrees. Dude, yeah. you are a badass. I'm, no, I'm just not very smart. <laughs> oh, my God. What and I pat- have that extra layer. that I have my biological layer that keeps me warm also. Oh. Well, it can yeah. pass for badassery. Yeah. So how many sweatshirts did you have to wear when you were out there? Um, What did I wear? Did you just go the- nude jogging? No, no. I okay. wore my, um, I wore a regular shirt. And then, like I used, I have this this long sleeve zip up turtleneck that I used to wear when I would bike to work. Mm-hmm. So it's good at repelling the wind. And okay, then just, and then just my hoodie. Oh wow! Yeah, well, I it's, I, I woke up at eight. Was the big thing for me. <laughs> I woke up at like seven thirty or eight, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go running. And then I pulled my covers down. I'm like, oh fuck this! No, oh, it's good for you. Uh, Wakes you up. Yeah, I don't know. I've successfully You're... avoided the sickness so far, and like, I don't want to. I mean, I know that cold doesn't necessarily make you sick, but I don't want it no. to lead toward me getting the sick. The thing with me is like, I'm not trying to like. I mean, it is badass. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be honest. Let's just put but that I'm not, out. I'm not, there. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, granted, I went on Facebook and bragged a little bit because it was fucking cold. Yeah. Um. But the main reason why I'm doing it is that I've lost just shy of 45 pounds Woo! since like last May. Dude, congratulations! That's awesome. Thank you. And I like this time of year. Unfortunately, this time of year has all the dessert. I'm not a big sweet tooth person until like. The pumpkin pies and like the Christmas cakes come out. Mm-hmm. I love dark, heavy beer, like all the shit that I love, like holiday ales and such. Yeah, yeah, it mm-hmm. all happens over the next two months, and none of it, like it's food all designed to put on weight to survive like the winter. <laughs> and I don't want to put back like half of what I lost over the winter. Totally. Like if I don't lose weight during the winter, I will be happy. That means I maintained, and then when it warms up, I can go back to losing weight. So if I can not gain weight over the winter, like that's all I'm running for right now is to maintain. Yeah. It's just to lock in where I'm at right now and stay there. <laughs> All right. You know what, Aaron? You've inspired me. This afternoon, I'm going to go for a run. Uh, you know it might be snowing by then. I will still do it. <laughs> now, now this is a challenge. All right. 
you know what? I'm, I want to accomplish that today. I think I'm going to. You know, once you get going, you. it's not bad. And once no? your toes have gone numb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once they've gone numb and you can't feel them anymore, yeah. it's okay. It's not too bad. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the pretty scooter, tough. scooter, though, that was cold. Oh, man. Riding the scooter down here was cold. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. Well, plus it's supposed to be snowing. Is it really supposed point. to be snowing? Because I've lived in Around. Berlin for 11 years now, and every time people say it's I supposed know. to be snowing, it never snows. And then when people say it's not going to snow, that's when it snows. No, yeah. that's that's true. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So it's going to start around 5. So oh. I, I, can, I can get home. Oh, I don't so mind riding the scooter in the cold, but I won't ride it in the snow. No. That's a death wish, honey. Yeah. You don't no. do that. No. No, that would be horrible. <laughs> that yeah. That, well, it would be fun yeah. for a little while. <laughs> Sliding all around. Yeah, I do it once. I mean, because where I grew up, you know, we used to do BMX jousting on ice, and that was awesome. Oh, that'd be fun! Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. See, we never got enough snow really to do that. I mean, we would get some snow, but not. Oh, we got not enough to do that. Yeah. How could you get traction on ice? To well, there's to not like straight ice, but it's like the packed snow, and then there's ice. Okay. You just learn right, to ride in sense. it. You got the big knobby. Greg understands. Mm-hmm. Oh. The big knobby. Men are talking. Oh, you can figure yeah. it out. Okay, yeah. yeah, the big and you're not going. You're like you're topping out at like maybe ten miles an hour. Totally. Yeah. You think you're going much faster, but mm. you're really not. And then you joust. Trash can lives in a <laughs> and stick. And then oh, you joust. That's awesome. <laughs> Much safer than when we used to joust on snowmobiles. Wow. Where you can go fast. Yeah. 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 No, you can hurt yourself. Trust me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can hurt yourself that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so pe- people are speculating that you'd even burn more calories in the cold because your body is uh, fighting was, to keep your temperature constant. I was wondering constant. that if I was burning more calories. Ooh. I don't know if that's true or not. But I, I believe it's it. good to Aaron, it. do you believe it? I'm choosing to believe, Let's believe it. it. I will choose to believe it. All right. Well. Three out of three people I'll believe it. Therefore, it's true. So I'm <laughs> exercising right now just by doing the podcast. I'm getting a workout because I'm <laughs> freezing. Except you're eating the M&Ms. But the sugar yeah. is helping him speed up his metabolism, therefore burning more calories. Sure. There you go. That's what's happening. There's a lot of M&Ms here. There's so many. Yeah, thank you so much. This a, is way more than what I brought you. Oh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. That is a huge bag That's of M&M's. That's a lot of M&M's. Yeah, well, big, big thank you to Lacey and Nick for... Uh, they stopped by and pick up their, picked up their sweatshirts today and dropped up this gigantic bag. You can't drop them on the table. They're on the table. They need to be cleaned <laughs> up and they need to be eaten. They're not allowed by to... By the way, I reach for it like... Aaron and I were talking about this table. earlier. Greg has the weirdest way of eating peanut M&M's. It is so weird. Aaron's he just sitting here like, like baiting me by throwing them onto he the He is. What, but, if uh, could, what if we could set up a trail oh my God. and just see if, like, if he'll go after them with like a trap? He probably <laughs> would. If I thought nobody was watching, I probably would fall for <gasps> but it. But Greg has this weird <laughs> way of eating M&M's where he doesn't open his mouth very wide, but he like, parts his teeth and it opens it off a little bit mm-hmm. and just kind of pops the M&M in. That's because mm-hmm. I'm fighting my shame. Because I feel shameful about doing it, so I want to get it in there quick so no one sees. I want someone to Photoshop a Hungry Hungry Hippo game with Greg's <gasps> face. With Greg, with peanut them, that's M&M's. Like, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, he just goes... Bloop, bloop, yeah. bloop. I don't even know if he's chewing them or if he's just swallowing them. I chew them a little bit. Okay. Well, they got peanuts. Yeah, I had to think about that for a second. Okay. Yeah, no. peanuts. That's the most delicious <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Oh, we do have a biology major who is saying that it is true that you do burn more calories when it's cold. Awesome. Sure. All right, that's motivating me even more because I ate an entire... Gigantic box of Chinese food yesterday. Like not the not a little box, but like they they ran out of the regular size boxes. Okay, I had I had shame food. Did you have Safeway? I Chinese? had Safeway. Yeah, Chinese it's, that's food. not really Chinese. It's food. Uh, it's awful. And you delicious. had American, so it was like it was like the the gelatinous bright yes. sugar sauce. Yes, that was exactly it was what it was. Chicken, wasn't it? But they ran out of the express special trays, which are usually you know like flatter, and they have sectioned like one section for chicken, one section for um, you know noodles or rice. But they ran out of those, and so all they had were the uh, Single serve like rotisserie chicken boxes. Oh my god! And they fucking filled the entire thing. Was it the end of the day? No, it was at the beginning of the day because I called to make sure that the Chinese food was out yet. Wait, <laughs> you called them <laughs> did in you the morning? Call? I did. You called the Safeway, <laughs> which means you have to ask for like, did you be like deli section, please? Yeah, I had to put. I had to pu- uh, push number three. That takes you right well, to the excuse deli. Excuse me, wouldn't will the uh, Chinese food be out? Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> um, I, I know you love Safeway. You put out Chinese food at different times. <laughs> what time is- have you mapped when they come out at each Safeway? Yes, I did because I called two Safeways. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> because I thought maybe the one on Powell came out earlier, so I called that one. I'm like, oh, excuse me, what time does your Chinese food come out? Too? And she's just like, oh. Well, usually it's around 11.30, but I'd say all of it's out by noon. I'm like, okay. So I called the other Safeway on Hawthorne. Not like, soon enough. That is not soon enough. It is 10.30 well, and I'm starving. Let me speak to your manager. <laughs> what is this madness? And so then I called the Safeway on Hawthorne and she's just like, oh yeah. And she's like, oh, we start making it now and everything will be out by 11. I'm like, Psh, sold. And then I go there and I get a whole rotisserie chicken box full of it and just sat at home. That's a lot of, what it kind was, of Chinese food was it? What was it? 
Was it General South chicken? No, I got chow mein and then I got a mixture of sesame chicken and orange chicken. Oh. Because she gave me a lot of extra chicken. That's the least healthy that they serve you. Know? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. So you, you literally got a tub, a giant I got a tub. plastic tub. I got a tub. And you, you know what? You I eat it all out of the tub. Yes, did that's you what I was going to say. Yeah. I did not. Why waste, why waste a plate or did a bowl? Did you use a utensil or did you just use your hands? No, I used to Be use a utensil. <laughs> why would I use my hands? That's too sticky. Be honest. You've picked at it though, right? I have not picked at it with my hands. No. Did I you, had my utensils. Did you drive there to get it? Yes. And then on the way back, did you open it up no. and eat a piece? No. Did you eat a piece before you got home? No. Sure. I didn't, but I ate all of it when I... No, because I have to have, like, my, my eating area ready. Like, I, I, you know, set out my... Where I'm going to have my plate and my and my water that I had, and then I have to set up a nice, like, little TV show to watch. Yeah, a little laptop action. little... Well, That's, I plug my laptop into my TV, so then it's on the TV. Eating it before I get home is something I always try to avoid. Like, if I go to Safeway, and see, for me, it's not the Chinese food. I'll buy shame chips. Like, if I decide to buy some Cheetos or something, and I get them in the car, and I have the groceries there, and it's right next to me when I'm driving... And it's so hard for it's me like, not to just open them up and just, well, I'm just going to have op- a couple of them. Open me, Greg. Have some road chips. And the thing is, I'll end up doing it, and then I'll have it just open next to me, and I'll be driving down the road just shoveling Cheetos into my face with one <laughs> hand. So anybody that I'm at next to at a stoplight just sees this, like, orange glaze over my face and me. Oh, just a couple That's more. not, that is exactly what you do. Greg's going, yeah. like, he just shoves just, them in. Dusty yeah. face nibs. I can't get them in fast enough. My bad one is that it's so horrible. Tell us. Mine's the, um... And really, it's any deli counter. If they have, if basically, if they got the fry counter, they're gonna have it. But my favorite are like the the deep fried burritos. Oh, those oh. are good. That turn like some weird orange color. Like they turn clear almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, they're so good. And they turn like, and you're like, this does not yeah. make scientific oh, especially sense. If Why they are they turning sat clear? There for like an hour under oh, the yeah. lamp. Like they got they got to sit on that heat lamp for a little while. Ooh. Well, I know Greg's other one is the chicken strips that you can get at those things, too. Chicken strips I good. used to. I don't do that too much, though. I used to be a chicken strip junkie. So I, would, I would go down there and, yeah, that was that was the thing I would crave. But I haven't done that in quite a while. I have to get it. The thing is, when I do that, though, then I have to buy a box of stovetop stuffing because you have to have the stuffing oh with God. the chicken strips. <laughs> wow. And then you have to have honey to dip the uh, chicken strips in. Like, I love nothing better than, like, a really good, like, roadside gas station, like, fry counter. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Yeah, there's okay. one coming back to the coast on the 26th. This general store it has an amazing dining. <gasps> is that the one with the porta potty, like the two porta potties sitting outside of it? Uh, no, well, they're, they're around bathrooms. You're talking about the one. Um, you're talking to different highway. Oh, okay, yeah, this yeah. is 26. This is a big place. Okay, it's like a three story building. Like there's a, the, the owner lives above it, and it's a full on like general store. But it has this Ooh. amazing deli counter where you can get like croissant wrapped and then fried hot dogs. <gasps> so they wrap them in croissant, then they what? take the croissant, then they fry it. And they have the corn dogs. They do the mini tacos. Everything is fried, by the way. Mini tacos, they fry it. Oh, my God. You get fried croissant dog? Yeah. That's wow. ridiculous. <laughs> and incredible. <laughs> yeah, you can, get I the want most, that. you can get the best road gizzards there. Ew. Ew. Yeah, no, I won't no, be doing No, you that. lost us. No, no, no you got No more that. camaraderie. Nope. Right. No, Not working now. Well, yeah. you know what? I braved the cold this weekend to go and do uh, North, Ant- uh, North Portland. SantaCon. Yeah, SantaCon slash Anticon. It's like the People same thing. People don't know what There's it is. There's too it's many the SantaCon. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's the SantaCon I go to every year, basically, where everyone dresses in Santa suits, and you go uh, like singing carols and do a pub crawl, and everyone's dressed as Santa Claus. You just get drunk. And get drunk all day. It is. It was so much fun. It was very cold. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm thinking, like, with the beer I was making, it was counteracted by how cold I was, so basically I gained no weight that day. That's probably true. Right. Because the calories were all burned off. When did off you have by, the chicken? When did I have the chicken? No, that was on Sunday. Oh, SantaCon was on Saturday. Oh, yeah. It was the shame food, the hung- hangover food. It was. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was all I could think about. But yeah, SantaCon was great. Um, met a bunch of listeners. Ended up hanging out um, over at Alex, who owns uh, Portland Button Works. Ended up having a Santa dance party in her button shop, which are always so much fun. I yeah, I really wanted to go. I'm really bummed that I missed it. I had to stay home and work on the. I had to work on my thing for tonight. So mm. I didn't end up getting to go to SantaCon this year. But yeah. I, I missed it. So was it as fun as normal? Am I supposed to lie? No. Okay, it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. The bananas, there's also, there's a SantaCon and then there's a BananaCon, which happens at the same time, which does not make any sense. Is that, so just, the, is that the cacophony people that do the BananaCon? I, it's so confusing. Mm. I don't understand the bananas. So SantaCon, everybody's in Santa suits going on the pub crawl, and it's sem- semi-organized. There's specific stops. But then the banana people show up, and they're all in banana costumes, and it's like they try to crash SantaCon, and they do it every year. So it's like bananas versus Santas, and then some people actually get drunk enough to think that they really hate the bananas, and you see Santas and bananas actually fighting, and it's pretty funny. Was there an actual fight? 
Oh, they're always kind of like yeah. people shoving each other around and stuff because there's like one mouthy banana and one mouthy Santa, and then they're all just like. <laughs> and then there was a banana versus Santa uh, tug of war, which was pretty. Hilarious. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that happens. I forgot about that. Yeah, so there's a, and there are lots of people like the bananas are all wearing anti Santa buttons and the Santas wear like anti banana buttons. <laughs> I have so many. I was given like so many uh, like so anti banana just this buttons. Manufactured like hate for two groups. It's oh. pretty hilarious. I was, it's just the silliest thing. So like you're just there in the middle of North Portland. And everyone like basically it's let me just say it's like being in Vegas like and since it's already done I'll just say like everyone's just drinking in public like yeah. you're just walking down the street I'm sure the cops don't even care as long as no, no one really gets into trouble nobody's right. like doing anything like untoward it's not like people are like throwing shit at people like it was just everyone's just walking down the street just wandering through Portland with open containers everybody's very jolly yeah everyone's jolly and like <laughs> you know waving the, I saw Santas and limos that were just all kinds of weird stuff it was very fun it was a it was an entertaining day. I've got to say, it was worth braving the cold for. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do miss that I didn't get to go to it. I haven't gone in years. It's been like seven or eight years since I've gone. Oh, but there's another one this weekend. No. Not yeah. Not, no. It's a downtown one. So just in case anybody's interested. Yeah. And then last night, I ended up uh, going out to dinner with a couple of my girlfriends. And I thought that... <laughs> and I got totally <laughs> caught off guard by something, which Aaron and I had talked about briefly on the internet yesterday. So I went to this restaurant um, with my friends Heather and Jessica. And so where I was sitting, it was basically on Hawthorne Boulevard, and I was sitting with my back to the window, and Heather and Jessica were sitting in front of me. And as we're sitting there talking, we're all talking, my friend Jessica stops talking, like, mid-sentence, and she goes, oh my god. And she look, she's looking behind me in the window, and I turn around, and I didn't realize that there was another pub crawl that was happening <laughs> yesterday it turns out that there was something going on so i look around and basically outside of the window there are all these picnic benches outside and i see this thing i don't even know what the fuck it is this, this thing, thing crawling on all fours in a giant wedding dress and it has this <laughs> giant crawling on all fours on all fours climbing on and at first i was like oh somebody got married and they're climbing on the benches outside and i look it's this thing in a wedding dress, and then it stands up on top of the on top of the picnic table with its arms up, and it turns its head up, and it's wearing this giant bull head, and it has face paint, and it is just the most terrifying thing I have ever seen. He starts yelling and banging on the windows, and then all of a sudden we're like, "What the fuck is happening?" And I turn around, and then all of a sudden, from all sides, all of these horned things come out. They're all covered in fur yeah. and they're dressed as, like, lambs and they're jingling chains and pounding on the windows. It was, like, something out of a nightmare. So that's that's what... I saw you posted a picture. I was it trying was, to figure out what this... It was terrible. Like, the things themselves, after I was calmed down a little bit, weren't as terrifying. Wait, let me see if I can find... Alright, so I here's one of my pictures. I just threw one up in there. Okay. So this is all happening. Don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and these things are just like... And then they stood out there and they sang these carols. These things being people, right? Yes, they were people. <laughs> well, they, I, I guess they were people. You think? <laughs> it was the most elaborate costuming yeah. I have ever... It was incredibly creepy. And so after I finished being scared, because as soon as I like turned back around, then someone else was like knocking on the other side of the window, and they looked at me, and they're like... With, like a, like, with a big lamb face, with like a tongue hanging out of the side, yes. and screaming that they want to eat my children. So what exactly was it? Yeah, so it, so everyone's been telling me that this was like a Krampus, Krampus thing. Krampus, yeah. So I know what that is. Is he this bad Santa that eats children or the, something? Well, no. Okay, he's, so what is it? He's a, it's a Slav, it started in the Slavic region. It's a Slavic myth. And he is kind of, if you go far enough back, uh, basically like before Coca-Cola co-opted Santa Claus and Christmas... If you go back to, like, old, old school, like, right as the Christians were trying to convert pagan holidays into Christian holidays. Okay. Like, like they had, there was, like, a Father Christmas, and he, 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 and he was kind of turned into who became St. Nicholas and all that stuff. But even back then, he didn't do it alone. Like, St. Nicholas gave presents to all the good girls and boys. Um... All the bad girls and boys, unless you left out an offering, I believe it was either silver or gold coins in the shoes, unless you lent out, left out an offering, if you were a bad girl and boy, St. Nicholas just passed you over. He didn't leave you a lump of coal. What happened is that Krampus came up behind St. Nicholas, kidnapped you in the night, threw you in a burlap sack, beat you over the head with a spruce tree, and then sent you to hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that makes a lot wow. of sense. And he's awesome. And he used to be. He used. They used to celebrate Christmas with Krampus in America 
up until about the 1930s or so when Coca-Cola basically decided they were going to own Christmas by slowly evolving what St. Nicholas became. How we know is Santa Claus now. Mm -hmm. That look, the traditional look, was essentially designed by Coca-Cola. Okay. And since it was all about, you know, buying and buying and giving and all that good stuff, like the horned goat demon that beats you over the head, (laughs) he kind of had to go away. There wasn't much profit in that. But if you go to like the 1920s, there are like there are American Krampus cards you could send out, warning there people was, to be good. Yeah, it was like you know, and you'd see like Krampus huddled over the bed of like be a good little boy or beat, <laughs> or the devil's but going to take la- you. And he's he stayed pretty popular in most of like the Germanic and Slavic areas in northern Europe. He's always kind of Scandinavian. Been, like, yeah, like he's never really gone away there. But probably in the last 15 years. The Krampus has made, like, the myth has come back into Western Europe and most of North America also. Okay. Well, it was, uh, well, after we initially got over the shock, uh, we went outside to take some pictures and they were singing. Those guys like to party. Dude, they were awesome. Like, everyone, (laughs) there was not a single person that half assed their costume. They were all terrifying. They all had, you're right, they had switches. They yeah, uh, but yeah. they had sacks and switches, and they were it's singing birch or spruce. Usually, yeah. th- they were singing ch- uh, songs about eating children. Yeah, sure. And uh, <laughs> and then one of them came up to me, and he was dressed yeah, like the lamb thing, with his tongue hanging out. He was the one in the window, and he found me again. And he had his head. It's like his head was put on top of his head. So like the way he was w- moving, it was kind of like chest forward, but with his tongue hanging out, and he had like these bright orange eyes, and he kept going like next to me. <laughs> it was so <laughs> fucked up, and then. So Jessica and I are standing there, and this other guy came up. He's just like, do you have children for me? <laughs> and he's like, you smell like... And he was sniffing Jessica, and Jessica does have a child. And he's like, do you have a little child for me to eat? And she's like, I have a child, but you can't eat it. <laughs> and they were just just these horned creatures and covered in fur, and it was it was awesome. It's so cool. And like I know that like Christmas now is this really warm and touchy-feely thing, and it is, and I love all that. But, like, a lot of people forget that pretty much any of the late autumn through winter holidays and festivals, Mm -hmm. they were all designed around buttoning down, locking your doors, hoarding all your food, sharing, and then being with your friends and family and loved ones because nature wanted to fucking kill you. (laughs) So it was huddle around the fire, tell stories that scared you because if you stayed scared, like, it wasn't going to be as bad as going outside where you would die. Where, like, there were... Yeah, and like those old stories around winter, around Christmas, like you'd huddle around the Yule log because if it burned out, the demons would get in. Oh my god! Yeah, like all those old myths are really—they're just really creepy. messed up. Yeah, I did that's find the whole point in winter, everything is dead. If you can survive past the winter solstice, then that means you've survived another winter, and soon life will come back, and you la, you go outside and plant crops oh. and, and fuck. Like, well, I, that's the whole point. I did uh, find a picture. So Jessica did actually post a picture of the sheep. Man, I can't turn this or else it's going to mess up my cord. Can you? Yeah. Do you have your chat open, Greg? Yeah, I so do. So you can show him what I just posted oh, yeah, the picture yeah. of the. That's that yeah, thing. It's awesome. It was terrifying and awesome. You should look at videos on YouTube where they have like the full. I think there's a couple that happen in America now, but like in in Berlin and any of the Nordic countries, like they have the full on like Krampus knocked parades. Oh man. No, it was awesome, and we were hearing them yesterday, and they were talking, and they're because they do the 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 Krampus walk, uh, and then they were talking about maybe doing a run, and I'm like, that would be terrifying to see all these people dressed like this, like walking scary enough, but to yeah. see a huge horde of them running down the street. <laughs> oh yeah, that is a nightmare. That is, not, and then I heard also one of them talking about how they were maybe going to, and then I became a fan of theirs on their Facebook page, so I can keep up with this when this happens. Yeah, you gotta let me know this later. Yeah, because yeah. they are also talking about going. <laughs> On Peacock Lane, yeah. which if you don't if you don't live in Portland, that is like the it's like the magical Christmas wonderland. It's wonderful. It's a street. It's beautiful. Of yeah. Very nice homes where they do elaborate like Christmas light displays. Yes, and it's a big <gasps> deal here that you can go down the Peacock Lane. Peacock. I wonder if they're going to be there the same night. PDXR is going to be singing Christmas oh shanties. God. Pirates and Krampuses. Oh my! Good lord! <laughs> They'll call the police on that. Do the, do the Peacock Lane people know that they're going to be? Uh, Peacock, those people are actually pretty good. Like, yeah, they actually. I mean, you asked, know what you're getting into when you yeah. live there. Yeah, they've yeah. asked. They've asked. Yeah, they've asked Yar to come and do shanties. As well, long as like no one like terrorizes people. Gotcha. And then we we'll just go hit like the Belmont. 
Well, you're kind of required to, don't you, if you buy a house on yes. Peacock Lane? Yeah, it's like part of the yep. neighborhood association. You yep. have to if decorate. If you bought a house there, you must decorate. And you can't half-ass it either. Yeah. You can't put like a string of lights up and I've decorated. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to scare. If, if, I'm an, if I'm an adult woman that loves horror movies and that scared me, I can't even imagine what children so, will... How badly does Portland need a street of Halloween Town that does the same thing that Peacock Lane does for Halloween? Oh, I love that. That would be so cool. It's a great idea. Yeah. We just got to find the street to do it and then we'll all move there. Oh. Mm-hmm. I would like a, a Krampus-themed street now at this point. Oh, man. It's so much. Just, like, I fiery torches. Cramp- I would go to a Krampus con. Well, um, um, I don't have the exact details, but I know a guy that runs the 13th Door Haunted House. Mm-hmm. It's the one out in Beaverton, not mm-hmm. not Frytown. It's, it's, thir- it's a pretty good haunted house. I just got an email from him last week. He's doing a Krampus night in his haunted house. He's oh. reopening it for like one night and having a Krampus event in his haunted house. Oh, that's oh cool. I may have to go check it out. I'll let you guys know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. That might be too scary for me, but uh, awesome. that would be awesome. I would be totally into that. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. I went from drunken happy Santa Con to Krampus Con or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty. Well, as long as you were a good girl, you're fine. I or, was. Or you leave some coin in your shoes under by the door. Yeah, well, that's what uh, we still celebrate. Uh, what is uh, what is the Christmas uh, like? The Spanish Christmas? Can't remember what, where you stick out your shoes. Well, that sounds along the lines of this. What? Maybe I don't it know. Is. I don't know because every what year you, mean you stick out your shoes I, around like I think it's later in December because my mom, you know, is a Spanish teacher and loves participating in like you know Spanish lore and such. And like she'll set out you set out your shoes for the three wise men, and they come and fill them with candy. What? They fill your shoes with? I think so. With candy? Like in the middle of the, the three wise men show up? Maybe they'll fill it with peanut M&M's, Greg. Oh. But I don't know if I want to eat raw peanut M&M's that have been sitting in my shoes. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Yeah. I don't know. They're just fine. What's wrong with your shoes? I know I don't want to eat M&M's out of them. I can tell you that much. You'll eat I M&M's eat, out of anything. I'll eat them out of this. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that one didn't fall on the table. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, did. Okay. All right. Well, should we do a little bit of ball talk? <laughs> oh, I suppose we could. <laughs> After you're done chewing your peanut M&M's. Mm-hmm. Yep, into, oh, the, right. into the microphone. Maybe that's what I'll do when I'm on stage tonight. I'll just start eating M&M's. Because I get nervous, I'll have a pocket full of them. Greg, you so realize... there I was with... And then uh, I was doing a... Pocket full of M&M's sounds like a really horrible song. <laughs> Greg, you're going to be on stage maybe in six and a half hours. <laughs> I still don't even know the order of it either, because they won't tell you the order until you get there. So I know I'm one of four, but I don't know what order I'm going to be in. I don't know whether I'd want to go first or whether I'd want to go last. Yeah, I mean, how do they do this? Because I'm sure the stories are all different. Like, are they, like- they know the stories, the people that are running it. So they know what they want, but they don't. they purposefully don't tell us. So they keep you in the dark as much as possible. They keep me in the dark. Yeah, I will find out when I get down there, maybe right before it starts. I don't even know. I have no idea. Uh-oh, update. Uh-oh. Snow flurries have been spotted in North Portland. Uh-oh. All right, well, we'll go through this quick. All right. Uh, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's <laughs> talk balls. balls. All right, uh, it's, a, it's a smattering of balls. It's potpourri of balls here. Um, I do, that's, of course, my computer's. Let me do this. Why would it? Why would it let me do that? Totally. All right. First up, we'll talk about this. This happened in Belton, Missouri yesterday. And this was a sign that was put outside of a Sonic drive-in. So I guess the guy at the Sonic drive-in there is famous for putting up quirky signs on their reader board outside. Oh, Sonic like the hamburger Sonic, place? Sonic like the hamburger place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the Kansas City Chiefs were taking on the Washington Redskins. Yesterday, and the Sonic Drive-In in Belton, Missouri, put out on their reader board this: KC Chiefs will scalp the Redskins, feed them whiskey, send to reservation. Oh, this is what that was on their reader. This was on their their signboard outside. I thought you were going to be done after scalped. That's oh no, they, they kept, kept on, on digging going. it. Kept on digging it. KC Chiefs will scalp the Redskins, feed them whiskey, send to reservation. So they put this out there, and it lasted for not very long before they shockingly received lots of complaints. And so much so that the VP of Public Relations for the for the parent corporation, Patrick Leneau, had to release a report saying the unnamed employee is known for creative signs, but that this one was in poor taste. 
So the sign was taken down uh, hours. So I guess it, out, it was out there for hours. Oh, and the employee, I'm surprised it lasted for hours. I don't know. I, yeah, who wouldn't instantly complain about that? Like, that's so bad. And, was it uh, one of those digital ones or the ones that they had to put the letters it's on? It's not a digital one. Yeah, no, he had to actually. It's, so it's someone the old had school. to take time. Yeah. And had to think, it's a bad idea. Nah, it's fine. Yep. <laughs> uh, reportedly, the employee was very apologetic. Regarding the incident, are they, are they still a current employee? Um, as of as of the time of this story, which was before we went on the air today, yeah, he was still an employee. I don't know if that's still the case. As of press time, he or she it doesn't even say whether it's he or she. I'm going to guess that's a dude, though. Just yeah, for that's, some reason. A, that's a dude. I'm, I'm just assuming it's a <laughs> dude. Just, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that went up, and they did apologize for that. That's so bad. Uh, moving on to ball talk. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Here's something else about, uh, we'll just go for the bad stuff first. So, <laughs> Super. a report has come out by Philadelphia Magazine regarding, uh, regarding the, police, uh, the police commissioner in that city. His name's Charles Ramsey. And he gave a report about Philadelphia Eagles games and the rate of crime associated with them. So, reportedly, when the Eagles lose, their crime rate goes way up <laughs> in the city of Philadelphia. So he, he actually went and spoke to the team. So it's just high crime about, all the time at this point, pretty much. <laughs> well, no, they're actually not doing too bad Damn right it. now. Yeah. I was trying to pretend like I know. You almost did there. Damn. You almost got it in there. I was going for the one, too. Yeah. yeah. Or just the one. No. Oh. Uh, so essentially what he said was that um, uh, crime rates jump up significantly when they lose. He spoke to the team to tell them about this. Not because it's like they can do anything like they don't want to win, mm. but he was just letting them know that this is what happens when you guys lose. Crime jumps. There were um, it nearly triples, actually, on days that the Eagles lose. Whoa. Yeah. So there are, like they gave a comparison, there were an average of 19 disorderly conduct arrests after wins versus 64 arrests after losses. Philadelphia sounds like a horrible city, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, and their fans are notoriously the worst. Like, the worst to opposing people, the worst to even their own players. They're the meanest fans of any of any city, from is what it, I've heard. Yeah. It's a bad one. All I just think is Bruce Springsteen every time I hear Philadelphia. In the streets of Philadelphia. Moving on to ball talk. <laughs> um, here's something that I've, this was actually kind of surprising. So, you know who the singer Lord is? She's the six. That one. Everything Greg sings just sounds like Creed. And we'll never be royals. And we'll never be royals. Should do your story like Creed. Sixteen-year-old New Zealand singer. Okay, she's not. She can't be sixteen anymore. She's been sixteen for like three years. Everybody's like, "Oh, this phenomenon, Lord, that's coming out." She's. She hasn't been around that long, though. She's been around long enough to have a birthday. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You think she's? You, you think she's lying? I think that there might. I'm saying I think she's past 16 at this point because I've heard about the 16 year old wonder child for like over a year now. Like, all right. Well, her name is Lord L O R D E, and she's 16. Allegedly 16 year old. <laughs> she's Maybe she's 17. 17. Okay, she's 17 now. That's not Madonna's kid, is it? That Lord? No, no. not that Lord. That's okay. Lordes. Uh, this is a girl from New Zealand who she has a hit song called Royals, which it's huge. It's a big song. You've probably heard it and maybe you just didn't realize who it was. But the thing that just came out was an interview that she did about the inspiration for the name Royals. And it was pretty surprising how she got it. So it's actually, she she was inspired for this name from an image from a National Geographic that she had when she was a kid. And the image in the National Geographic was a picture of uh, George Brett from the Kansas City Royals baseball team. And it was just him, like, celebrating with fans, but he had the jersey that said Royals. And she became obsessed with the word Royals because she thought it was really cool. And that was the emphasis for the song. Weird. Yeah. She said, it was just that word, it's really cool. And then she wrote a song around the word Royals because of George Brett. That is odd. Yeah. Okay. Very odd. So anyway, that is what uh, that is where that inspiration came from. Also, she's no longer 16. Good. Sixteen and a half year old Lord. <laughs> hey, if you want to feel old, she was born in 1996. I don't. It didn't. Yeah, no, I've, I didn't that. need to okay. think about that. All right, moving on to ball talk. Uh, it's potpourri ball, smattering of balls. We got here, of course, my 
computer's allowing me to do a, a lot of this. Well, you know what? We'll just go straight to the straight to the All right. story. All right, go straight to and it. And this is it. It has to do with ESPN and a memo that has come out to their staff members, their on-air broadcasters. So this came out uh, over the weekend, or right before the weekend, where ESPN asked their anchors to refrain from using the word suck so much on air. (laughs) What? (laughs) The memo said that the word is simply not appropriate for ESPN, and that they didn't want to turn off sports fans of all ages. So the word sucks, or suck, is a little bit too much for ESPN. So someone has put together a video clip, just to kind of emphasize this, of... Every time that ESPN, somebody on ESPN said the word suck over the last month. Would you like to hear this? I would love to hear it. Okay. Sucks. Yeah, my team sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Like, sucks. Sucks. No, it really sucks. Everything here sucks. sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. The product sucks. The NFL product sucks. It sucks. They suck. Your weather sucks. This guy sucks. The Big Ten sucks. The Big Ten sucks. The Big Ten sucks. Your team sucks. Thank you. It sucks. Oh. We actually suck. Pull the punch, did you? Well, that word is like losing its meaning now. Not a lot to say that word. I know that. Ah, whatever. It's Saturday Night Live. Who cares? Let, let me clarify. We were not snow. very good. And I-, I just saw snow. It's another four-letter word that begins with an S. Thank you for the up-to-date weather information, sir. So there we go. ESPN no longer allowed to say the word suck. It does seem like they said it a here. bit. He sucks. Yeah. Sucks. sucks. No, it really sucks. They say suck a lot. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Oh, saw a couple flakes, you guys. Oh, no. Oh, my God. The city's getting ready to shut down. Everyone's in a panic. I can't be late tonight. Oh, my gosh. We'll see if it's snowy, then maybe, you know, only like 550 people will show up. I don't even care this much. That, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. All coming uh, into the cold. I guess there's going to be, oh, I'm, I don't know how I'm supposed to say this, but if you're going tonight, just, the stage is going to be very cool with what they're doing with it. They're doing something special with the stage? Yeah, there's like a scene. There's a scene? There's a scene. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. I keep looking out that window and expecting Krampus's Krampi, whatever, to just start floating up with their big horn. Oh, heads. if you can see him on this floor, then we're in trouble. I yes, yes. First up, thanks to Aaron Duran for alerting me to this very important story. You're welcome. Out of San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> a man has been arrested after being accused of waving a sword at a restaurant worker as he demanded free tacos. <laughs> <laughs> now, the incident just now, was being anybody re- hurt? Nobody Before was hurt. I start laughing hilariously. My okay. hero. No. Uh, so this happened last week, but it's just being reported now. This incident uh, happened at an eatery. Along Loop 1604, whatever that means, uh, an affidavit states that Adam Benjamin Kramer walked into the restaurant and ordered six tacos. <laughs> now, the waitress reportedly gave Kramer the total cost of his order, and he responded by saying he will not pay for those tacos. <laughs> Instead, he reportedly began pulling out a large sword in and out of a black sheath that he had hanging from his waist. When the waitress said, okay, buddy, uh, you, need, you can talk to the owner about it, a telephone rang, and she went to answer it, and he walked outside of the restaurant. That's when the waitress locked him out and locked him out uh, outside of the front door. Then, I guess, uh, Adam Benjamin Kramer continued to wave his large sword after he had removed it from its sheath outside of the restaurant, screaming for free tacos or someone would die. Wow. Well, nobody died, and he got arrested, and he has been charged with aggravated robbery. That's I mean, weird I, because he didn't really get the tacos. I mean, I like tacos. I do too. I mean, yeah. It's the San Antonio Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tacos are delicious. There can be only one. I mean, <laughs> it is true. That's Free tacos are one of the best things you can ever get. Yeah, I mean, mm, look, I'm not saying you should rob people for tacos. No. But, I mean, if you got to duel somebody with a sword. Yeah. I mean, tacos as the prize. I would consider dueling for tacos. That's, I would. I would do it. We have a sword here. Tacos are delicious. There's a taco cart nearby, and there's a Fun Employment Radio Studios katana. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> there it is. It is true. All right, so I have a horrible story, <laughs> and oh, somebody boy. does die. Okay. But by swords? <laughs> not by swords. Oh. By by their own volition. But uh, death however, by taco. But it was like a, oh. a heartwarming Christmas story because I figure <laughs> till death kicks in. Well, I figure you know a lot. I, I can't not say the story just because it's ridiculous. And this is World of Crazy, and this is crazy. Okay. So, I mean, so let's just, I'm going to preface this by saying there is the death. So All let's right. go forward. I'm already preparing myself to laugh inappropriately. This has happened, this happened in China over the weekend. Okay. A man who was fed up with his girlfriend's incessant <laughs> Christmas shopping. I know this one. I'm laughing. Responded to her request to buy more gifts. By jumping seven floors to his death. Oh. 38-year-old man had been shopping with his girlfriend at the Golden Eagle International Shopping Center in China when she asked him to check out one last shoe store. Now, having been inside the mall with her for five-plus hours, the man had reached his limit and reportedly insisted that they leave immediately. An eyewitness who overheard the kerfuffle said... He told the, the woman that she already had enough shoes, more shoes than she could wear in a lifetime, and that it was pointless to buy any more. Then the woman started shouting back at him and accusing him of spoiling her Christmas, and it was a really heated argument. Surveillance footage then shows the man angrily taking all of the shopping bags out of her hands and throwing them over the railing. See, no, I like that part so far. And yeah. then jumping after them. Uh, that's... Yeah, that's where I would probably A spokesman stop for the shopping center said that no one below was injured and that the man died instantly on the scene. A uh, spokesman also says this is a tragic incident, but that this time of the year can be very stressful for some people. I mean, I don't know how I would react after five and a half hours in a mall. I just like You leave! Man. Be a man! Leave! Oh, he left. <laughs> he did. He got out of that situation. If you take me into one more store, I will literally kill myself. Oh, I want to see you try. I'm going in. Huh? I mean, it's being noted in the chat. Word. He will never have to shop with her again. It's true. Imagine how horrible that woman was just at that point. I'm not saying she... And if she's Christmas shopping, why is she buying shoes for herself? That was my... And if she's Chinese, why is she shopping for Christmas? I don't know. Well, they've kind of... Buying stuff, yeah. Whatever. Although it's it's China, so he's probably in the hell of a never-ending shopper. I can't even imagine how crowded China is, and then like imagine that five in a and mall. a half hours in a mall. Oh, that's it's less crowded today, Sarah. <laughs> Keelan writes: Police are still waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> oh. Well played, Keelan. Oh, worst physics experiment ever. <laughs> Next up. This person didn't die. An Arkansas man who told police he just really had to pee found himself in handcuffs after allegedly urinating all over Radio Shack on their carpet and electronics, covering them in urine. (laughs) To be fair, that's not going to change much about Radio Shack. (laughs) Police have arrested 65-year-old John Posey after he allegedly unzipped and began urinating everywhere. (laughs) Uh, When an officer arrived, Posey appeared to have bloodshot eyes, was unsteady on his feet, and smelled of intoxicants. Posey first told police he was only shopping at Radio Shack and denied urinating, despite being covered in urine and being covered with an overwhelming smell of urine. Well, the man eventually confessed to urinating, telling the officer simply, uh, the officer simply, I had to pee real bad. <laughs> so uh, Posey told the police officers that he didn't want to use the bathroom because, quote, stores don't usually let you, so I didn't ask. <laughs> so, <laughs> along with the damaged carpet, a Radio Shack employee pointed out that multiple electronics were urinated on, estimating more than $750 American dollars worth of damage. Uh, Posey was charged with public intoxication and criminal mischief. I mean, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you didn't want to bother them. They yeah, should have posted I mean, signs for the bathroom if they didn't want people to urinate on them. I'm gonna take that idea now for stores. Like, yeah. unless they put. Wait, so should sign, we post a sign in here to tell people that we don't want them to pee on everything? I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, we'll they don't. Just point a Aaron sign doesn't to the know if we don't have a sign up. Aaron doesn't know. Like, hey, I'm not supposed to pee on the board. The man mitterated yeah. on our rug. What? Mitterate. Mitterate. That's cups for. It's my pee cup now. Oh boy! And finally, mm, keeps you warm. It's true. You need to stay warm, Sarah. I am pretty warm. I have to say, yep, it has yep. not gotten warmer in this room no, today. No. It sure hasn't. Usually, no. with all of our blathering and the equipment, 
It does. Yeah. I still can't feel the tips of my fingers. And finally, I was very excited because my favorite conspiracy theorist. Wait, did I miss something? That's fine. No, no I see where you're going. Don't worry about that. Okay. My favorite conspiracy theorist is back in the news. Who is it? Tia Tequila. Tila Tequila! Oh, yeah! Boo, I thought she was dead or something. All right, but Tila Tequila has made her presence online a big one now because she's ruffling a few feathers after claiming that the tragic death of Paul Walker bore signs of a ritualistic killing. Oh this God. is what she's saying. She's back on the Illuminati ship. Sure. Uh, so Tila Tequila, completely non-relevant, but former MTV star, uh, which of course she's relevant to me because I like to have anything to her. So she's, uh, she's, she's ruffling a lot of feathers after writing in a Facebook post that she knows who kills, uh, killed Elisa Lamb, of course the 21-year-old who was found in the water tank. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. so she's saying that, um, if you haven't read that story, that is the most creepy story. Ever. Yeah, that one's horrible. It is horrible. All right, so she starts off with that. And uh, then she says, uh, I believe I'm the only person on this entire planet who knows what happens to these people, and I have to keep my mouth shut because there's a lot more to of it. To it. Uh, I just don't want to draw attention to myself because I know exactly why they did it. And yes, it was indeed a ritualistic murder, just like Paul Walker's. So no, now she's that saying, was a car crash because he drove too fast. No, it sucks. No, but- Greg. It was a ritualistic murder by the Illuminati, okay? Tila Tequila's saying that. Well, let me just say this. I just went to tequila.com to see if she had anything on there. And it's down right now, but she's got a countdown thing. And it says, currently updating the website and about to unleash some major fucking shit. Some fuckers <laughs> are going down. We'll be back up momentarily. Until then, it is war. Bring it, bitch. Smiley face. Damn. Well, the yeah. thread exploded with responses about her because, you know, you shouldn't be saying that shit on the internet. Yeah. And when she started to respond to the negative ones, she went to all caps locks. I fired up Tila Tequila and got back on writing. The ones telling me to shut up in the comments are the ones heavily involved in occult ritual sacrifices. <laughs> and they fear me telling the world about how they murder people ritualistically. Go ahead. Look at the comments. All the people that are commenting and literally telling me to shut up are because they don't want to be exposed. Too bad you fucked with the wrong bitch now. (laughs) Wow. Then she wrote after wasting her time on the parasites, I have no need to waste my time on these parasites. They're already dead, but they don't even know it Oh, no. Yes. Wow. So I'm saying is... I will say, she did write the major fucking shit written on her website. That part was all caps. She's... There are some people in this world that are all caps writers. It's a special kind of person. Yeah. Her and Toby Keith. Her and Toby Keith. Oh, does he write in all caps, too? I'm just assuming Yeah, I would guess so. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. It's just so yelly. Yeah. Glenn Beck, I would see him in oh, all caps, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does. Oh, yeah. In all caps type. Yeah. All right, so there you guys go. It's a brand new Tila Tequila conspiracy theory for you. Keep checking your website for big fucking shit. Is that Ma- what it is? Major fucking shit. Major fucking shit. Some fuckers are going down. Oh, boy. Somebody's writing in all caps. I forgot that Tony sometimes writes in all caps. Not you, Tony. Not you. You're not. Don't worry. You're not. You're not teal tequila crazy. All right. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. Wow. Now I'm a little bit Greg, nervous. It's like six hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Six hours from now. Mm-hmm. Major fucking shit's stage. gonna go down. Major, Major fucking, fucking shit. shit. Some fuckers are going down. Oh my god. Uh, and then you know when some other major fucking shit is going down. February 22nd, the Hawthorne Theater. Yes! Yes. That does actually bring up a question, though. Yes. Yes. It's a little late in the show, but my birthday is February 27th. (gasps) So, birthday rules, Greg. Like, how does this work? So, my birthday lands... This is great. This is a great question. My birthday lands on a Thursday after the party, but... Okay. Mm, okay. A lot of people are going to be coming in from out of town. It's true. So, like, I feel like I need to prep the birthday rules. I feel like this is almost like like an extra... Like this is a subcategory. Well, all right, well, I Here think it we, is. Okay, what? Because well, I really feel like it should be. Well, let me let me just go through what the general rules are. So the birthday rules, if your birthday falls on the Thursday, you can move the celebration to the Friday or Saturday of the following week. Generally, that's too many days to go back to the previous week. However, it's a big because event. it is a big event, yeah. and mm-hmm. you're a part of it, and you're going to have, we'll have people coming in from out of town. Right. A special... Extra celebration can be had on that night. However, if you celebrate with those people, you will not be allowed to accept birthday beverages or gifts from them the following week on your actual So, birthday. what if people that are out of town, if I let them buy me birthday drinks at the Fun Employment Network listener party, 
then they leave. But people that I know in Portland, mm-hmm. if they try, and, can I decline drinks knowing that in a week I then want to accept drinks? No, just tell Greg no. you decline them. And no, you, just you get can ex- double drinks. No, the people from out of town, you can accept those drinks, but yeah, you can't fine. make a big deal about it and, and then expect the people that you're going to see on your actual birthday. You can't make them uh, make them feel guilty for not buying you drinks on that day if, in fact, they will be buying it on your actual yeah, birthday. Yeah, I won't make them that day. Okay. Yeah, but the we can make the exception for that. All yeah. right. Yes, this an is exception good. can be granted. Uh, and we do have. So it's an, like I get an out of town birthday and an in town birthday. No, we're yeah. gonna. This is gonna take some some good planning too. But we have uh, Greg and I had discussed some ideas, and one in particular I think that we want you involved in. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. I mean, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> There's lots of stuff in the works. So much. Um, yes, February twenty second, two thousand fourteen, the Fun Employment Radio Network listener party, and also we need to say that tomorrow. We're going to have one of our fine sponsors on the show. So, you know, last week we announced that uh, we've got a special sponsor for this month of OfficeBreakGifts.com. And there is a link on our Uh website. (laughs) So there's a link on our website. You can go there and click on there. It's a fantastic new company. And the proprietor of said company is someone that a lot of you who are longtime fans of us would know. Now, he's never been on this show. but I don't think he's ever been on a podcast. I don't know. He has. He has? He was on mine and Scott's second podcast. Oh, man. Okay. He went so out to, long he went out to his house. So like, he, like a decade ago. Almost. Yeah. 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 So if you were fans of the Rick Emerson radio show, you know you've heard Rick here on the show before, and of course you hear Sarah and I. There was a fourth member you haven't heard on this show, and his name is Tim Riley. Tim motherfucking Riley. Tim motherfucking Riley is going to be here in studio with us tomorrow on Fun Employment Radio. In human gonna, form. You guys are going to clean up here, right? Oh, totally. I mean, it's... It's oh, Tim. Yeah. No, I know. Tim Tim is a high class individual. So I don't think he's even seen dust before. No. Probably not. No. No, no. so no, we're I'm bringing in some cleaning supplies. This is getting a good scrubbing. Like we have to show him like, look, Tim, we're doing it on our own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look, be proud of us. <laughs> you should bring him some community pizza. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, he just loves that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So we haven't I mean, quite honestly, Greg, have you seen Tim? In the past four years? Uh, yeah, I saw him right after... Because we talk on online and stuff. I mean, Tim and I keep in touch, but we don't really see each the other. The last time I probably saw Tim in person was not very long after we got let go because I helped him film his interview with that guy from... Uh, not what not to wear. What, whatever that show is where they go out and they... It's the guy and the girl and they ambush Oh, Car- uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. He was interviewing that guy and I videotaped it for him. That oh, cool. That was about the last time. And that was like four years ago. Yeah. Like three and a half years ago. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, Tim Riley here in Tim Gunn, with us, that's who it was. With us tomorrow. Who's Tim Gunn? That's the guy that was doing the show, I think. Yeah. No, not the one that I interviewed. Oh, um, okay. No. All right. No, I would recognize his name, but I, I know that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Tim Riley. Oh, my gosh. Officebreakgifts.com. So go there and order your gift bags, basket for uh, for whatever Heck occasion yeah. you want. So it's it's been awesome. And thank you to everyone who's been doing that. Yay! Oh my gosh! It's a, it's a week of super like super guests. Like we had Aaron Duran today. I know. Fifteen degree Aaron Duran. Seriously. Then the Tim Riley, the god that is Tim Riley, in yes. the studio tomorrow. It shall with be his, here with his recently rear-ended Volvo. Oh yeah. Oh. oh, and he's getting a root canal too today. I think. <laughs> oh, he oh, is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's gonna be <laughs> a root tomorrow. Then. He's gonna be stoned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'll be awesome. You should find the MP3 file of the a man named Fan, oh, oscillating fan. Yeah. You know, I probably have that. I think I've got it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and it's on uh, the YouTubes as well. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, awesome. Um, All right, so what was the, the name of the website again? Officebreakgifts.com. Officebreakgifts.com. Yes. Officebreakgifts.com. Just want to make sure it didn't have a hyphen. I wasn't sure. Yeah, and there's a link right on our, the front page of our website. If you go just to the right, there's a web ad there with it that you can link straight to it. Heck yeah. So um, show your support to Tim. I mean, he's, this is a new business for him, and he's super excited about it. Yeah, and, and he chose to come to us. us so, yeah. I mean, he chose to come to us uh, because because of you guys, because he knows how awesome our listeners are, and that's quite honestly what it is. So uh, <laughs> so thank you. He yeah. works in radio, chooses not to advertise. Radio. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally true. Because yep. if anyone knows how advertising works in radio, it's a man who works in it. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's exactly the case, too. <laughs> that's yep. like throwing money away. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get this officebreakgifts.com. He's a smart businessman. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Coming up this afternoon. Coming up today, 5.30 on Drive Time at the Drive-In. We are going to be playing the entire soundtrack to Highlander. Oh. Awesome. A.K.A. the album Queens, A Kind of Magic. And oh. it is awesome. That is fantastic. Yep. 
and then later tonight, Accidental Housewives. Ooh, and yes, you will indeed. be going to see a special screening. So tonight, yeah, right? I won't be producing the house. I'll be doing the show tonight, but I won't be producing the Housewives because I am going to the screener of The Hobbit: The Desolation of Smaug. Yes. Ooh. You yeah, said it in the proper voice too. How about the taxonomy? Smog. It's smog, not smog. 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 All right. Well, let me take this moment to wish you the best of luck this evening, Mr. Greg Nibbler. Thank yeah. you. You wow that audience. Don't fuck up, Greg. You're oh representing us. I know. <laughs> Oh, there's M&M's on the table here. Um, <laughs> you must keep close them. it right, yeah. No, yeah. you're going to do great. So uh, if you guys, if you're going to be there tonight, Greg's going to be busy, but I will be there. Uh, please come say hi. And drinks are expensive. I always take free drinks. So just let me know if you, yeah. And I, I guess I'll be in the lobby afterwards at a desk <gasps> to talk to people. Oh, signing autographs? No, With a meet and greet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my it's gosh. It's just weird. So I'll be there tonight. Do you have M&M's in your mouth? No. Oh, my God. I fell on the table. What am I supposed to do? My fault. I could probably like feed him M&M's all day and be entertained. Yeah. Katie from Texas just warned me not to have a fear boner. Now I'm worried. About oh, that. yeah. Oh, fear boner. You got to strap that shit down. Just put some duct tape over <laughs> your crotchal region. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll just constantly Coming hold my Coming up on stage, duct tape boner. <laughs> I'm holding my hat in front of my crotch the entire time. You'll know what's happening. Oh, all right. Thank on. you, everyone. We will talk to you tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. There's too many M&M's. Oh, God. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.